As always, it's his partner, Blake Allen, with the power to mispronounce words and make every situation completely awkward. The PCU is in danger, and it's up to the boys and objectively subjective to completely ignore it. Worst episode ever. And drink monsters! Welcome to another episode of Objectively Subjective, a podcast where we objectively give you our subjective top five list on many different topics, some current, some relevant, and others a trip down memory lane. I am one of your hosts, Paul Jansen, and as always, I'm joined by... Uh, another one of your hosts, and my name is my name, <laughs> my name name is Blake Allen, and it's early, and I'm sorry. My, 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 name, my name is... My name is... Isn't uh, every episode a trip down memory lane? Sort of, but this one is uh, a deep dive, I guess. Yeah, this is kind of an emotional episode. Yeah, man. I, 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 uh, doing uh, the research for this episode was a lot of fun for me. Uh, just because, uh, like, a couple of things on my list... Uh, well, I guess we should just tell everybody what the, this week's list is uh, first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the topic uh, of this week is Top 5 Childhood Toys. Uh uh, meaning uh, we uh, selected toys that we had when we were kids personally that we love. So this is obviously uh, a very personal list. And uh, I, have, I have a feeling a few of the toys on, on my list, people will be like, oh, I remember those, I remember those, or whatever. Uh, but uh, I think everybody's this is one of those lists that everyone's list will be pretty different. So because everyone had that select toy that they loved, you know what I mean? Yeah, personal connection. Yeah, man. Uh and that's uh, I think we were talking about last week. It's like no matter what economic bracket you came from, everybody had toys of some kind and toys that they loved. You know, you know whether it was ball in a cup or <laughs> or uh, uh, spoiler <laughs> number one ball in a cup. I mean, I do have basically a ball in a cup with the uh, uh, what are they, they called? Uh, Kendama. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have one of those. It's like uh, that. David Cross stand up talking about like uh he's talking about heaven or whatever is like people from all different generations. He's like you have these two clouds, it's like one like a one cloud is like a eighteen hundreds like young sea urchin I mean like a city urchin like little boy and the other one is like a guy from the future playing Playstation eight or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. he's like the little boy is like he's like Can can I play can I play your Playstation, sir? <laughs> and the guy's like, No He's like Oh, all right. I guess it's just, just gonna be me, me ball in me cup then. <laughs> <laughs> is there not a ball in the cup game? Okay, but I'm sure there is. Probably, <laughs> probably on the phone. I bet you there's an app one for uh, app for probably, ball in the cup. Probably. Probably. So I do want to say, uh, um, I know about you. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure we excluded video games. So. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah, those are that's a whole other category altogether, a whole other list. Yeah. Um, just because. When we say toys, we mean, you know, physical things. Handheld, yeah. Yeah. 
so my top five are all hula hoops, different type of hula hoops. So, um, spoiler alert. All right. So I just name my top five and we're done. <laughs> it's like top five hula hoops and uh, top five Parcheesi uh, boards. Um, but yeah, so th- uh, yeah, doing a lot of research for this list, uh, like I said, was a ton of fun. It was a uh, like walking down memory lane and uh, found a little bit, of, uh, not a whole lot of interesting stories. I think about about the toys that I have, far as uh, the making of, but I do have some fun stories about having them and stuff like that. So, um, unless you have anything else to add to the intro, I think we could go ahead and just start diving into this thing. No, let's start diving. Let's uh, let's do a deep dive. Let's, uh, let's, do, let's a little, do the deep dive. A little dippity dive. See where this takes us. Um, let's see. Uh, last week, what was ours last week? Top five sodas. Yep. You went first. I think I went first. You went first. Okay. So I'll go first. Um, my So I'll start with my number five. My number five uh, is my oldest favorite childhood toy. It's the one I got earliest in my life that I have a memory of. And uh, so my number five is a Littlefoot plush. Um, for those who don't know, Littlefoot is the Brontosaurus... Uh, character from Land Before Time, and uh, when I was three years old, uh, one of the few times we ever got to visit my grandparents, my dad's parents in Chicago, we went up there for Christmas, and uh, that was the big toy that they had gotten me that year, and I loved that movie. Um, a little background on the toy before I dive into personal history: the toy itself. Uh, it was 16 inches tall, so it was a big stuffed animal. Uh, it came out in 1988, and it was exclusive to J.C. Penney stores. Uh, it was made by, let's see, I got it written down here, uh, Gund Toys, which I, all Gund makes is uh, teddy bears and plushies. Um, and they've been doing that since like the 1890s. But uh, they, I th- I'm pretty sure they did the whole line of characters, but... Littlefoot was my favorite because I'm like almost every little kid loves the main characters of sh- of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I carried that thing with me everywhere I was, and uh, I would, you know, I-, I had it all the way through teenage years. Uh, Milo had that toy. I still have it. Uh, now Penny, it's uh, in Penny's room because she loves Littlefoot and loves Land Before Time. Because Land Before Time is one of those movies to me that is timeless. I think every kid can watch it. I mean, they made like 43 of those movies. Um, but like I said, that, uh, that's the, like, spoiler alert, it's the only plush on my, uh, on my, uh, list because, you know, obviously I didn't play with a whole lot of plushes as I got older, but this is the one that lasted my entire life. Literally, I've had it since I was three years old and here I am 32 years later and I still have it. Um, cool thing about that toy, I was like, I was doing some research yesterday, like, if you still have it intact, which we do, people are selling that thing for like eighty, ninety dollars, like a stuffed plush. I was like, yeah, I, I have a plush that uh, I recently looked on eBay, and it's going for a good bit too. But it's not Littlefoot; it's a uh, Grateful Dead bear. Oh, okay, like a, <laughs> like a Ty Beanie baby. No, it's like a little, like a little, you know, like ten inch little bear. Oh, okay. It's an alien. It's an alien. So I don't know if, if that's why, but. Okay, I remember I had like a Grateful Dead Beanie Baby when TUIs were super popular. Oh yeah, I was obsessed with like like collecting this. I, like I think that's like I think that 
our generation was the first generation before they had all these like mystery bags and all this stuff like that where kids are collecting stuff where you know we had beanie babies and a couple other things that are gonna be on my list that i'll talk about later that uh like we were the first collecting generation i think pokemon had a lot to do with that too but like and but but the cool thing about ours is it wasn't a damn mystery. Like you could go out and buy the ones you wanted. I hate these like damn mystery bags that like kids like Milo was obsessed with them for a while. Wanted to collect all these mystery bags, and he get end up having like five copies of the same damn toy because you yeah, could, you spend seven eight dollars on those little you know little pop style figures, and you don't know which one you're going to get. I, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, after a while, I kind of put a squash on it. I, I told I was like, if they're on clearance for a dollar, a dollar fifty, I'll buy a handful of them for you, but. You know, because I got lucky. I got I did that with the Steven Universe one, so that that was when Walgreens clearanced them all for a dollar. Yeah, and so I just bought the whole box. It was like you know fifteen dollars for fifteen of them, and I ended up getting the entire collection. So, but yeah, <clears throat> like I said, I, I loved this movie. I've shown this movie to my kids, uh, Land Before Time, and uh, like I said, uh, it, it's just one of those things. Like the movie resonates with me. Uh, it's one of the few gifts like actual physical gifts i ever got from my dad's parents because usually they just send money because they lived so far away from us and this was yeah. the only christmas that we got to spend with them there i actually got pictures of it still of like me getting it on christmas day my little curly-headed three-year-old self so but uh you guys are gonna have to excuse me my uh allergies are through the roof right now so hashtag saharan dust so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but uh, but yeah, that's my number five. My number five is probably my only a quote unquote cute little kid entry to my list. I, I figure I feel like I had to put something from all eras of my uh, childhood toy collecting uh, because it is childhood toys. I don't have any toys from when I'm an adult on here <laughs> because you know. Well, we, that could be a different list. Yeah, you and I still collect. So uh, yeah, we could do like top five collectors items, like actual collectibles. Because I actually have a, you and I have a bunch of those that I wouldn't consider toys. Like toys are stuff that I took out and I played with physically. Like I have a ton of stuff that they consider collectibles now, you know. So, but yeah, the, uh, my number five is Littlefoot, my Littlefoot plush, uh, for the dinosaur, uh, the dinosaur from Land Before Time. So I did, I did love those movies when I was a kid, but I haven't seen them in a long time because Atlas has not shown any interest in watching them. Right. Oh, with me, with me at least. You know, our my kids love dinosaurs, so like yeah. any dinosaur movie, they want to they want to watch. Uh, the first one is it still holds up. Like you know, obviously it came out in nineteen eighty eight, so it, but it's Don Bluth, so it's still really good animation. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, but uh, like I said, I want to say there's thirteen Land Before Time movies, man, and uh, they're all on HBO. Uh, but every oh, other, really? yeah yeah every other one is really bad. The second one is okay. okay. The second one's okay. Uh, but every, you can just avoid all the ones after that. I think the second one's like the only one that feels like a real sequel. Does that make sense? And mm-hmm. like the rest of them are just kind of like one-off movies, or they introduce new characters, and yeah, you know, it's you know it's just a cash grab. Try to put out a cheap, cheaply made animated film, which they are. They look cheaply made. Those later ones do, because they're not Don Bluth anymore. I think Don Bluth did the second one as well. The last dinosaur movie we watched was um, Good Dinosaur. D- dinosaur. Oh, the the old CGI, the 2000 CGI one? Yeah, and like, for, you know, being that old and like CGI still being fairly new, that movie don't look bad. Yeah, it's 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 okay. But it, I'm kind of mad at that movie because if I remember correctly, that's a, 
they uh, that movie pushed back uh, Emperor's New Groove. Like they they almost canceled Emperor's New Groove to put that movie out. And like Dino- that that dinosaur movie is one of those Disney movies that people just forget existed because I saw it in theater. I was excited. I saw it on DVD. I rented it uh, on from Blockbuster when it came out. But like, uh, cause I think I was in high. Yeah, I was in high school. Um, but I think because like while the animation what well, it looked good for the time, it's like the story's kind of boring. Like it's not a whole lot to it. Uh, it feels very generic. I think that's the kind of like, which I mean I understand your the reach the reaches of animation for that film at the time weren't super far, so they were kind of limited in what they could do. So they kind of just went I think with a a pretty generic story. Uh, with it uh like i said I, i've seen it recently within the last couple of years because i think my, uh, me and milo watched it or whatever but uh yeah i was never a fan and i'm still not a huge fan it's probably one of the few disney movies that i genuinely just don't care for yeah we watched it a couple months ago i still like it to each other, it's not a bad movie it's just not it's it just not for me and, <laughs> and like i said i think i have a personal vendetta because uh, <laughs> it delayed a movie that was much better to me so um well, that's what you get for keeping up with that kind of stuff. I don't. Yeah. Uh, like, like, that was the early ages of uh, internet and stuff like that, too. So I was, like, on my DSL waiting 10 minutes to find out facts about movies. Um, yeah. Well, that's what you get. You deserve that. <clears throat> yeah. <I> Anyways. <laughs> All right. So can't, can't be mad about things you don't know. It's true. That is very true. <laughs> uh, but I see but the way my brain works. I'd just be mad that I don't know it. So... I'll be mad about something. Uh, I'll find I'll find a way to be mad about something. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but yeah, my number five is Littlefoot, my Littlefoot plush. All right. Well, that was very specific, so I'm glad. Uh, my number five is pretty specific, too. And you knew it was going to make the list. Um, and my number five is Power Rangers Zeo Jet Cycles. Right on. So is, are your, not, is this just your top five Power Ranger toys? No, it's not. Okay, Believe it or not, this is the only entry. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's very specific. I do love all the Power Rangers toys, but these, for some reason, are the ones that just I don't know. They meant more to me. I don't know why. But uh, Power Rangers, um, everybody knows Mighty Morphin nineteen ninety three. Zio was the second generation of Power Rangers. <clears throat> Sorry, it's the morning. Um, anyways, uh, they were created by Bandai. And like I said, I couldn't Bandai. get a lot of information. I couldn't get a lot of information on these because it's a very specific line. Right. But I'm I'm assuming they came out with everything else. Uh, Zio toys, you know the uh, those you know taller figures, the flip heads, all those things, and uh, come out in 1996, I believe. And uh, I did have I did have all five of them when I was a kid. That's one of the. It was one of the complete sets I did have when I was a kid, and did, I don't know, man. I just love them. Did they? Uh, did, they, did was it just the cycles, or did they come with the Rangers? They come. They come with Rangers. Are they pre-mounted? Like you know, what I mean, like they. No, 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 no. They come off. Okay. And it's you know it's like smaller figures that so are not in scale with like other things. So like little, or, four, you know, like four inch bikes or whatever. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Just the bikes were detailed. You and, still. Uh, do you still have any of them? I, I don't, and it makes me upset. Have you? Tra- they're not. They're not cheap on eBay. I was about to say, how much are they on eBay? Yeah, because the ones I'm finding on eBay are, you know, in box, and you know, Power Ranger stuff in box is just not even worth it. Yeah, you're like, man, I don't want them out of box so I could. I'll put them up. Yeah, I want to play with them. <laughs> That's the whole point. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially like of those of like 
toys of that ilk, like it's cool to get them in box. It looks fancy, but like they're not high quality made toys. A lot of those early mid nineties, like action figures that are made, you know, for TV shows, like especially, especially Bandai stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they're meant to be played with. They're meant to, they exactly. were, they were cheap. They're like, they're meant to be out destroyed within a year and then <laughs> recycled for new Power Rangers toys. That was the whole point. I think that's why a lot of the, uh, those, uh, those level of toys are made to be so breakable is so that you go out and buy the next wave because you, the last wave was broken. So and it worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. It's a brilliant method. That's why now I just keep all my stuff in box. So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was like that, but now like boxes take up way more space. Right. But it's and, almost like. Know, like you could pay for a very expensive figure, like a figure arts figure. It's almost like that, mm-hmm. and you could take it out of the box and try to pose it, and it just easily breaks. Yeah, that's true. So. But, <laughs> but I like okay, like I got the uh, what are they called? Um, uh, the legacy figures. Yeah, for from from I, Bandai. From Bandai, and yeah. you know, I kept I kept them in a package because they can't pose. Oh yeah, so stiff. they look like shit out of the box. But um, this isn't about legacy. This is about Bandai toys from 1996 who, you know, their main aim wasn't for 30-year-old men collecting. It was for kids. So, um, yeah, we're not talking about legacy. There you go. And how they didn't complete the series with Turbo. But anyways, um, (laughs) yeah, Zio, Zio is my Power Rangers. I know that's blasphemy. But that, good- that's my that's my Power Rangers because I was nine. I I took a I took a lot of it more in. And, you know I love Mighty Morphin, but I was I was really little when it came out. Right, so I'm a couple years older. So Mighty Morphin is my Power Rangers. But, so you know, like but- it's like it's like you know I love Ninja Turtles too, but I wasn't even existing yet. Oh, for yeah. the most part, yeah, yeah. like I, I, I think I, I, I hit that perfect age, like just a couple years older than you, to where I got the, you know, all those really, really popular '90s stuff like hit my age bracket. So like, mm-hmm. uh, like Mighty Morphin, I, like Zio was the last series I watched concurrently, like when it was airing. Like that was the last series I watched, and once I, I think it was in no Turbo's after that, right? Uh. Yes, Turbo's after Zio. Oh, so, yeah, once they got a Turbo, and Turbo's the one with the little boy, right? Yes. Y- yeah, that's when I stopped. So I was just like, okay, I can't do this. Uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I was getting to the age. I think I was like you know, 12, 13. I was like, this is borderline. It's not believable. And, you know, it's not believable, period. But like the the whole the tiny boy being turned into a giant, inexplicably normal-sized human when he's in a suit, just because, you know, obviously Saban doesn't want to reshoot any of that stuff because he's so cheap. Well, uh, you know, they did that in Japan, too. Oh, they did? It was a young little yeah. Japanese boy? Okay, I didn't know. I want to, I, I could be wrong. I want to say the White Ranger was the kid. Okay. Yeah, I, uh... So, you know, they did it first. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like the idea. It, it's like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, like, like you got to suspend some disbelief, you know, but, like, at some point you're like, ugh. I don't hate the idea. I just didn't really care for that character because kids can't act. Right, and it's the whole idea that, like... Well, I mean, none of the Power Rangers can act, but it was, you know, top-notch, not acting. Right, and, like, well, you know, it's like like Henry and Bob says all the time, like, it's like these adults who make shows for television feel like that they have 
to have like kids want their representation they want a kid uh you know in the shows like no we don't like we want to watch cartoons and these action shows to feel like we could be something that we're not already like i know i'm already a kid i don't i don't like you know i don't want uh i want to be tommy i want to be you know you know jason i want to be these you know big kids like these i want to be ernie yeah and own a juice bar exactly so uh I want to like I want to be Zed. I want to have all my skin turned inside out and have weird metal bondage on me <laughs> and a cod piece. So <laughs> <laughs> mainly the cod piece. Mainly the cod piece. So anyway, back to what we're talking about, the toys. Back to Zio. Uh, uh Zio, I don't know, man. It holds a special place in my heart because it, it's the same thing with uh generation 2 of Pokémon. That feeling even though Zio's technically the third cuz you know Alien, Alien Rangers, Rangers, but yeah. nobody ever counts them. The only, oh, reason, the only reason they brought in the Alien Rangers is because they needed time to film the movie. Exactly. Or else those wouldn't so, have existed in America. Exactly. And, the, uh, and you know, in Japan, those were Ninja Rangers. And, but, you know, That's what I'm not saying, yeah. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, so, like, you know, going to the store, and, you know, I, th- I think Vic has the same exact story, and then seeing these Rangers, and because this is also back before we knew when things were coming out, it would always just be a surprise. You know, for me, no internet, stuff like that. Right. You go to a store, you're like, what the hell is this Gold Ranger? Or, you know, what the hell is this? Well, I guess the Gold Ranger wouldn't have been out at the time. But, you know, what the hell are these Rangers with shapes on their mask? I'm just automatically sold, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, and the beauty of commercials. So, like, you know, as you guys uh, heard our uh, very explosive uh, commercial for our hacking very ex- figures. Very expensive. Yeah, we uh, paid a lot of money into some very professional people to have that commercial made for you guys. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys, all 20 of you who listen to the show, appreciate this. Uh, pre- appreciate that commercial. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, keep an eye out uh, in uh, uh, closed down Toys R Us stores uh, for those action figures. Uh, you have to literally break into empty buildings to find them. Exactly. Oh, speaking of... Yeah. This show is coming out almost the perfect time because I wouldn't call it an anniversary, but it's you know the two the two year mark of Toys R Us closing. It's a, a death anniversary. Yep, mm-hmm. like what, about a week ago, right? Uh, a little less than a week, if not even that. Yeah, yeah, because I shared the photo the other day. Uh, yeah, and I just I had one too in my memories. So sad times, man. Sad times. Sad times. But uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the the commercials. So yeah, the like. You know, in our childhood, you know, like we've talked about this before in one of the cartoon episodes, like, you know, you got up on Saturday mornings and or like, you know, after school shows and like you only had that limited amount of time to watch childhood uh, program, television programming. And, you know, the commercials were a big part of it as a, you know, as an adult. Now you're like, oh, commercials, because it's mostly just marketing crap you already use. And there's no surprises, you know, like oh, go buy Doritos. OK, I know Doritos exist. I don't need to see a Doritos commercial. But like mm-hmm. back then, it was like you had brand new breakfast cereals they were going out, and more importantly, brand new toys like Batman toys, Power Rangers toys, Ninja Turtles toys, you know, Nerf toys, Super Soakers. Like you like that's the only way like because it's pre-internet to find out about these new things unless you saw just randomly saw them in the store, which you know sometimes could happen. But like you know, I'd be like, oh look at that, you know, awesome. Batman construction or destruction like playset or whatever. I'm like, I want that. And then my parents are like, we're poor. You're not getting it. And I was like, cool. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I still want it. But I still want it. But, uh, 
but it, it would get you so hyped. And if you were in if you were lucky enough to get one of the things that you saw on TV, it was like this feeling of like elation. You're like that thing I saw on TV, I have it in my hand now. And like, as a kid, you didn't care how crappy it was made or anything like that. You're like, I've got it. This is awesome. This thing looks exactly like it does, even though, you know, you know, in reality, it's nothing like the way they just, they do it on the TV, but you're like this, I can do everything they can do now. This is so cool. So like commercials were huge. And now kids nowadays, you know, they just if they don't see it on YouTube on one of those random like toy testing things. Oh yeah. Which you know is kind of cool. Like so when they'll get to the store and they'll be like, I'll be like, oh cool, I didn't know this toy was out. But you know it's it, to me it's just not the same thing because it's like it's not it's instant gratification. Like you see it and you get it. Whereas like mm-hmm. I, we had the build up. Like you know we would see something and tell our parents and like. September and then we had to wait till Christmas and then four months later like holy crap that thing I love that's on TV I have it now four months later I've been thinking about it for like four or five months so yeah Dude, my favorite thing about commercials like action figure commercials back in the day was like always the like underwater like the underwater scenes in the commercials I'm like man I want to do this to my bathtub I want to put plants and make it look like real underwater scenes but exactly there's uh, a <laughs> like where are these kids playing at I don't know if you remember this cartoon it was very very I think it's like one of those Bobot cartoons but like uh, the the cartoon was called Barnyard Commandos and uh, it was like a very obscure cartoon I think it only got like one season but it was like basically I want to say it was like sheep versus pigs in this like farm but they all had like weaponry like they were Mm -hmm. like cute like little garfield looking drawn animals and they'd have like backpacks with rocket launchers and stuff like that and they were like little squeezy plastics well i had a bunch of those i think i was like eight or nine my grandma because they were cheap my grandma bought me a lot of those and but i remember just like you said they had one commercial where because uh they uh they had like a a sheep version and a pig version they, who would do almost the same thing, right? So they had like, but they had like a submarine uh, pig and a submarine uh, sheep, whatever. And that was the commercial is them like going underwater and fighting and stuff. That's one of those vivid commercials in a bathtub. And I remember it, but, <laughs> but anyway, we're way off. Uh, Anywho, uh, my number five and I'm looking at, my collection right now because i do have both sets of figures from that wave but uh is power ranger zeo specifically jet cycles the jet cycles cool deal right on so we're gonna move on to uh my number four and uh my uh my number four is something that started as you know something i wanted as a kid that i have continued to try to complete as an adult a collection of but this one action figure specifically. My number four is the Harriel action figure from the Ronin Warriors uh, series. Or more better known as he's Ryo is his actual name. But it the specific figure is his armor of Inferno where he becomes Harriel, which is his white armor. So uh, before I dive into personal information. So it this is an action figure from an anime seri- uh, series called Ronin Warriors. Um, which I think originally aired in the 80s in Japan, but it came out in... We got it here in the mid-90s, basically, early to mid-90s. Um, the toy set, the whole toy line was made by Playmates, which is a you know a very popular uh, uh, toy manufacturer. Uh, uh, they've been around since 1979. They're based out of Hong Kong, so it's not surprising that they do a lot of uh, Asian-based 
Uh, I think they did a whole bunch of Dragon Ball toys from back then too. But uh, see what else I got here. Anyway, so that whole toy line came out in 1995, which I would have been about 10 years old. So I, uh, when I was a kid, this was one of the first animes I ever got into. Uh, it would air on Saturday mornings on C40 locally uh, with Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, and Monster Rancher. Uh, I want to say it's probably uh, it probably aired a couple years after this toy line came out, probably 97 or so. Um, and I had a friend of mine. Uh, who I've mentioned a couple times to you, who was an only child who pretty much got everything he wanted. Uh, and I would go over there like on a lot of weekends and stay the night. And, uh, every time, a lot of times I was over there, she would take us to Toys R Us. His mom would, uh, and he'd get to pick out whatever he wanted. And, uh, I never asked for anything. They're just like, but there were a couple times where she's like, why don't you go ahead and pick something out? And, uh, th- this at the time, like they had, uh, the entire Ronin Warriors line of action figures at Toys R Us. And I was just like, I saw the Harrow action figure, Ryo, and I was like, I need this. And I was like, I need this so bad because I love this show. And like, uh, his mom's like, what is that? I was like, it's from this show that me and Danny watch. Uh, so it's called Ronin Warriors. And like, because she just saw the big swords and everything in it, and she didn't know what it was. So she was like, mm-hmm. uh, Do you think your mom or dad will mind? I was like, No, they will not care. <laughs> they will literally not care. <laughs> I was like, uh, She's like, Okay. So basically, to describe this figure to people, uh, Ronin Warriors is a show about these like ancient warrior samurai who come back to modern times to fight evil. And they all have elemental powers. And Ryo had fire. And he's a leader, so all, he would combine all their powers to get this ancient armor of Inferno. It would be super powerful. It's just, and it looks like a big white metal samurai armor. And he had these two long swords. Uh, it It is... Uh, the designs are really, really awesome. Like, they're, you know... Uh, based on, like, earlier Sentai stuff. Like, obviously, very much influenced by... But, uh... And it had little individual pieces of armor all over his body, which, you know, is very intricate for the time period, you know, for especially, you know, toys designed for kids. These aren't collectibles. They're just little cheap package toys. Uh, so I still have that Harriel to this day. Unfortunately, I only have the foot armor, uh, the belt strap, and I think a couple of the arm gauntlets. And I'm missing pretty much the rest of the armor for him. He's out of box just because it it was so hard over, what, 20 years, 25 years to keep up with all those toys. Yeah. Um, but I have since collected a few of them. I, I have uh, Kento of Hard Rock out of, out of box, but I have no armor for him. And I have Anubis out of box with no armor for him. If anyone ever finds Anubis in box or just out of box complete armor... Please message me. I will purchase it because as long as it's not a hundred dollars, that's the only thing. Is that figure so expensive? But you know, I've got Talpa, Kale, Sai, Ryo, Akinto. I have a Harriel figure, so I have a I have about a little over half the collection now. But uh, I still need a few more. Um, a lot of the other ones are easier to find, and they're about twenty bucks. I can find them, but unfortunately. Uh, the ones I want the most are expensive. So, um, but like I said, I love that figure. Like I, like I said, I, I would still regularly check that figure, make sure I hadn't lost it on a regular basis all the way up till now. Like, and I still have it. Uh, 
it actually almost inspired me to do a stop motion uh, thing with all my toys about 10 years ago. Me and my roommates were going to do it, and then they all bailed on me. But uh, What's the point of roommates? What's the point? I got well, three. Do stop motion animation with your toys. And right. Them. That's what I'm saying. You realize how many movies we could make if you, me, and uh, like uh, Vic and Spence all live together? We just have so many stop exactly. motion. But exactly. We could be YouTube stars. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, my number four is uh, like I say, it's 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 a really obscure toy, and I understand that probably unless anybody start collecting them late in their life, most people don't have these toys. Because um, I know you still haven't even seen the show, mostly, right? All right, let's see. I do have a story with Ron and Warriors. Okay, good. Okay, they did briefly show it on Tsunami, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's how I know it. But see, I didn't watch watch it. I just knew the suits. I know what they looked like. You know, I knew how many they were, blah, 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 blah. I knew enough to win at that age, which I, you know, on Toonami, which was what, 98? That sounds maybe? about right. It started about 98, 99. Yeah. So I'd been about 11 or 12. I had a really wild imagination. I, at that time, Actually, no. Would, no, it, it would have been, because 98 is when they were airing, like, Thundercats and all that stuff on Toonami. It wasn't until, like, 99 when they started doing Dragon Ball and Gundam Wing. And then Ronin yeah. Warriors were in about 2001, 2002, when they brought it to Toonami. Really? I thought it was earlier than that. Nah, it was one of the later ones. Well, I wouldn't say later. One of the middle ones. Because their first real wave of anime was Gundam, uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and uh, one other one. I, I want to say it was maybe like Sailor Moon or something like that. Or, oh, no, Hamtaro. I think it was Hamtaro. <laughs> so, but, uh, hmm. But it would have uh, Well, been, I must have, I must have watched it somewhere else then, because I don't remember being that old. And- you might have saw it on C40, man, because the C40 block was Monster Rancher, uh, which you did watch. Uh, Ronin Warriors. I did watch Monster Rancher. Yeah, Ronin Warriors came on right after Monster Rancher. And then Dark Stalkers was also on. I think early in the morning. I think that was before Monster Rancher. And then you mm-hmm. had, uh, it was like Dark Stalkers, Monster Rancher, Ronin Warriors, then Sailor Moon, and then Dragon Ball would be, would come on on C forty in the mornings. Well, see, I, at this time, I was creating live action movies in my head. Right. And I, I had Gundam Wing, and Ronin Warriors is one of them. Even though I knew nothing about the story, I just knew what the characters looked like, and I made up a whole story. So. Yeah, dude, you need to go back and watch it. It's it's all. I know it's on Amazon, right? Yeah, the entire. Now, if, I think you could search Ronin Warriors and it'll pop up. But for some reason, they've they've got it named Samurai Warriors on there. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the all every season is on there, and the OVAs, the OVAs are on there as well, on Amazon oh, Prime. Okay. So if you have Amazon Prime, you guys can watch Ronin Warriors. It is very cheesy. It's very late eighties. They got eighties haircuts. Uh, and uh, all the dubs are done by I think it was the Oce- uh, Oceana or whatever uh, group, the one from Canada. They did a lot of the early uh, anime dubs, like they did Dragon Ball Z before uh, Funimation got a hold of it, and Sailor Moon, and all the a lot of early early anime that came to America were all done by that group. So, but yeah, it's 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 an awesome show. It's like I said, it's very cheesy, but it's very eighties, and you could tell it's very uh, toyetic. The whole show is. Uh, but I loved it. I love the toys. The toys to me still look badass. There are figure arts, right, of a lot of these characters, but they're so expensive. I believe I believe so, yeah. Figure arts I and mean, you just can't they're so figure arts are really nice, but man, they're, they can get expensive. Especially if you got like teams to build. 
Yeah, and from what I, I mean, I think me and Vic were talking about this at one point. I I, I want to say like Ryo's like three hundred dollars. I was like, nah, I'm good. Ugh. Yeah, I'm a good. I, I mean, want the Beetleborgs. Yeah, but you only got three of those. <laughs> so, yeah, but they're still expensive. Though. Yeah, I say, and I, hard to find. I and I don't think they did the entire team uh, figure arts. I think they just did like Ryo. I think they did Anubis and like one. I think they only did like two or three of them. So if it's not the full team or my favorite characters, then I'm not gonna get it. So, yeah, but yeah, my number four is my Ryo or Harriel, depending on how or what you want to call. Him, but to me, it's just Ryo's armor of Inferno action figure from Modern right. Warriors. Uh, all right. Well, my number four is from Pokemon, the toys from 1998, and it was the specifically the Pokeball Blaster. Okay, t- what's, it, what's this? All right, Pokeball Blaster. It all it is. It's a little Game Boy with a button on it and it shoots out a ball on a string <laughs> basically it's a basically it's, it's a ball, a cup. In, the cup. it's ball, it's ball a cup. in the cup so it made it on my list uh but it shoots out a little ball and you you're supposed to or i don't know if this is what you're technically supposed to do but they come each pack comes with like three little miniature figures of the pokemon okay and you're supposed to just like knock them over and then you get their little it looks like a little pog and it has their, you know, their name and their number on it, and um, I, I don't know what it is, but I, you know, I still got them. They're in Atlas's room, but it just gives me this warm, fuzzy feeling inside of going to Walmart and seeing a whole section of these, the package, the figure, all of that. It's just, I don't know, man. It's nostalgia to the max. But uh, I'll get into a little bit of history of Pokemon. Not a lot everybody already knows it started in japan i want to say uh, was it it was 95 or 96 yeah that sounds right okay and then that was uh, the red and green version which was yep 96 and uh it was you know for the game boy right. and then they brought it over here in 1998 and that's when it completely blew up and it hasn't stopped was it that late i thought it was 97 uh no i'm pretty sure it was so 98 98 i would have been 13 no 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 it was here before 98 are you sure the video game for game boy oh i'm talking about like just the explosion oh because like, i, I want to say the video toy. game about, like the, the video game might have been 97 but I th- it might have been 96 it might have been 96 i don't think it came that early i think we had a red and blue version yeah well, let's see you know Keep... what let's 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 okay you're looking it up yeah okay. i'm looking it up yeah you see <laughs> Because I, I, I remember because I played that at... I want to say the red and blue version came like at least a year or two after. It's saying, 90, it's saying 98, but I was no way I was 13 playing that because I played it at Danny's and I would have been... I wouldn't have lived in... I wasn't living in Greenville then because I played it at my buddy Danny's house on his Game Boy and I didn't live in uh, Gre- I, Greenville I'll anymore. tell you this. I know it wasn't 97 because I was not in elementary school when it came out. Because I would have been, let's see, 13 and 98. I'd have been like in eighth grade. I Like, it was out before that. I, I, I know, because when I played that damn game, I did not live in Greenville anymore. I, li- I mean, I lived in Greenville still. And I did, when 98, I lived in Easley. So, uh, something doesn't add up. Berenstain? Berenstain? Yeah, that's that's your alternate timeline. Because I definitely wasn't uh, elementary school. I don't remember. I was in middle school. With I'm, all the big kids. Like, I may have been in middle school, but I think I feel like it was, like, sixth grade when I played it. Because I'd been, like, 11. 
Anyway. Nah, dude, because I was I was in seventh grade trading and dealing, willing to dealing the Pokemon cards. I was no. in seventh grade because I remember my teacher specifically. Did, did the card did the cards come here first though? Right? Uh, no, the cards came second. They came second, or, you know, after the game. Uh, say Pokemon TCG. Uh, mm-hmm. TCG. 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 That. Uh, that ain't right. TCG online. I don't want that. There you go. Trading. Nobody wants that. Uh, my buddy Chaz plays that game. Uh, well, he, he him and that. Atlas. Uh, but you know, I know a lot of people play it. I'm joking. Uh, let's see, Japan. It came out two months after the game here, so at 98 as okay. well. Yep. Yeah. So and dude, and you know when that happened, I lost my damn mind because I've always been a car kid. Before that, I was I was deep into uh, like the Marvel medals and you know the 95 flares, all that stuff, and even like, oh yeah, dude, even I bas- all that. even basketball and NASCAR cards. NASCAR was, cards, <laughs> dude. I swear, I'm not. <laughs> dude, uh, I had this. I had this big giant display of like uh, Dale Earnhardt's like pretty much career uh, with his cards. It's called a shrine. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, I, do, I, wish, I, I wish I still had it. I was a big card collector too. Like me, and my dad collected a ton of sports cards, but he, uh, I collected all the Marvel cards. Like you did. Oh, excuse me, the Marvel yeah, yeah. Marvel Fleer cards, whatever. And uh, dude, I loved all that, and I still have a handful of them, and some of the DC ones. But uh, oh yeah, I do too. I still got my metal cards, and I'll never get rid of them. But I, you know, I love that. But like you know, when TCG came out, uh, it was expensive to to really really keep playing and actively whatever. So like I had a, uh, I think I had a handful of cards that my buddy's mom bought at me because he he played in all the tournaments. Uh, but and I knew how to play because every time I go to his house, he had so many cards that I, he had like five six different decks, and we just mm-hmm. play. So I knew how to play, and it was a ton of fun. I just I could never afford my own decks. So, uh, but you know, well, you know, at at first it wasn't that hard to keep up with, you know, because you got you got your base, and then I want to say next was jungle, then fossil, then gems. Maybe I, I got all the first generation still, right? Hollows and everything, and I still got three unopened base packs. That you're never going to put my son in college. So there you go. <laughs> but you know what? This isn't about Pokemon cards. No, nope. uh, this is about the Pokeball Blaster, which was my favorite toy. And I don't know if you remember at that time, there was so much Pokemon paraphernalia everywhere. Dude, so right. much. Burger King had the uh, uh, like almost like Beanie Babies, like these, uh, like they were yeah, big. in the in the little Pokeballs. Yeah, and they were bigger. Like they were like uh, they uh, they had little tiny ones that came with a Happy Meal. Then they had the ones you could pay like three ninety nine for. And I want to say they had like twenty different ones, and because I remember I had Vulpix and I had mm-hmm. uh, Pikachu. I think I had Bulbasaur. And when those came out, I think I was a freshman in high school, and I had a whole bunch of them. This this girl that I was really I really into, and she was into Pokemon, and I had a whole bunch of them. And I was like, "Here, like me," and I gave them to her, and then we never dated or anything. And then she like that. didn't like you, and then she didn't like me, and I was just like, "But I thought that's how it worked." <laughs> So it wasn't it Burger King that had the gold cards? Yes, Burger King did all the Pokemon stuff when we were in middle school and high school. Okay, it was Burger. Okay, I thought. Okay. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, so my number four is the Pokeball Blaster. Uh, also, you know, looking this up, I didn't know that Hasbro was the one doing all their toys back then. So I was like, this is gonna be. I thought it was just some random company, but nah, it was Hasbro. I don't know if they still do it. Uh, I don't know either. Pokemon, co- Pokemon toys are just. Not the same. They're like really detailed and pretty, and I'm just not into it. Yeah, and most of them are really tiny now too, so it's not as fun to collect them. 
but uh, well, no, they're the same size as the ones when we were kids. They're, they're pocket monsters. Not, they're not rubber. Yeah, yeah, not cheap. <laughs> like the ones from like, once when we were kids were almost like eraser tops. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. But I love them. But you know, me being an adult, that was my step into fatherhood. It was a big decision I made. Was given my atlas, so now they're in his room. There you go. I have a, I have a, a lot of those that are that way. Actually, uh, let me see. Yeah, there's one on my list uh, that was given to Milo. So uh, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, just as you d- uh, had mentioned previ- uh, earlier when we were talking the other day, this list is uh, it's going off on tangents, and we are <laughs> it's going it's going to run pretty long, guys. So uh, okay, yeah, because uh, we're at 45 minutes, and we haven't even got to number three yet. <laughs> But, okay yeah 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 yeah. you're right but that's but that's fine but that's good because i you know we need it the people the people deserve this they deserved a lengthy quality episode so uh that's that's true but just make sure we ain't going four hours because you know i promise that unless we do some rank bar hollow today so oh yeah we gotta uh i gotta uh go play uh link's awakening by myself so um uh, okay sweet so you're number four again my number four is the pokeball blaster dude blasted it all right so my number three uh was my first foyer into collecting things so uh and it was a very 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 popular toy in our generation uh my number three is pogs uh just in general pogs i was obsessed with collecting pogs um for those who don't know what pogs are uh pogs are these little like milk cap like cardboard toys or a little cardboard it was like a game and you'd have these thick plastic or metal slammers and you'd play and you'd try to flip each other's pogs i don't know that many people even actually knew how to really play the game we just most of us just collected them <laughs> like but like i think oh yeah if you played it com- <laughs> if you played it competitively like you would try to flip them and if you won you got the you got every pog that you flipped basically you got to keep mm-hmm. them um so the Pogs are the one thing I think on my list that actually have a pretty cool uh, backstory. So the reason, they, they're actually called Milk Caps. And uh, let's see, make sure I don't get this wrong. So, uh, But the word Pog is actually uh, a brand name that's trademarked by the World Pog Federation. <laughs> but the name Pog came from this drink, uh, the drink Pog, uh, which is passion fruit orange and guava juice. And the game was played with the battle, bottle caps of that drink uh and eventually the game caught on got commercialized and then it got turned into marketing and everything that you loved in the 90s had a pog you know from power rangers to turtles so i had vr troopers ones like it was like it was nuts if you like there wasn't a pog you couldn't get that had they didn't have something that was branded already on it and uh because I, uh, I remember we used to go to the Tilt in McAllister Square. And you know those little uh, token games where you drop a token in and it would push uh, tokens over so you could get tickets? Oh, yeah. Well, the Tilt had one of those, but it was for Pogs. Like you'd put uh, the tokens in and it would push tokens and Pogs over. So I had like these a bunch of these like just random like McFarlane-looking drawings like of clowns and weird stuff that came from those. And then... Uh, but I remember, like, the ones that I remember the most is McDonald's did a whole Apollo 13 Pog collection. Oh, yeah. They were, like, these metal coins and like uh, for slammers and stuff like that. Then they had the regular Pogs. I had the entire set, bro. Like, I did, too. Which With is weird. Shuttle. 
Yeah, which is weird. You're marketing Pogs towards kids, and you're making Pogs for a movie that kids didn't watch. Like, because it's Apollo 13 is for adults. I, I just, think that's the only reason I did watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it back then, too. I was like, I got the Pogs. I'm going to watch this. I, I, I saw it in theaters with my dad. I, I I think I did, too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I loved Pogs. I had a Pog. Mach- I did, too. I had a Pog-making machine. Uh, which until recently I finally got rid of it because it wouldn't even cut anymore. But basically, you have like the pogs. You have a peel away sticker. You slide it into this compartment. You put whatever picture you wanted on the pog. You look down this uh, plastic tube and center it. Then you press down and you would cut it and it would stick it to the pog. So I had a whole bunch of like homemade pogs too. I wish I still had it, man. That because uh, I'd be just making all kind of random pogs right now. But uh. I loved Pogs. I was obsessed for about a year or so. It was one, it was basically our uh, uh, fidget spinners. Like, oh yeah, like it was a very of the moment, and it did not stick around. And but uh, like I said, I had a giant like grocery bag full of them. Like it was, I was obsessed. But uh, yeah, so I don't have a whole lot more to offer uh, other than this. Like I said, it was just a really fun obsession of mine for a short period of time. It did not carry over after the uh, trend died for me. But, uh, yeah, my number – do you have anything to offer about Pogs? I know you like them. Uh, you know, they, they're not on my list, but I, I do have a great love for Pogs. I, you know, I did collect them. I, I think it was probably my first thing I collected and obsessed over. But my favorite thing from my Pog career uh, was when <laughs> – I think I told you this. When Carolina Panthers uh, were practicing – but, you know, before they were an official team, where where did they practice at? Uh, Furman. The first time. Furman. Yeah, originally. Okay. I, we went to their first practice game, and they were handing out Carolina Panthers slammers. And those things were um, about an but, inch thick, uh, and they were clear, and they had a little Carolina Panther helmet inside, and I destroyed everybody with that thing. Bro, can we talk for a second? You and, yeah. I, you and I are at the same place. Oh, really? In 1995. Really? Yeah, because I have the did, same thing. Did you get one of those slammers? Yeah, I got one of the same slammers. Because I remember they had, like, Eric Dickerson was there. They had a whole bunch of, like, Hall of Fame. Because they made, they're trying to make a big deal out of it because it was a mm-hmm. new franchise. So they brought in, like, all these Hall of Fame players and stuff that you could meet and get autographs of and stuff. Dude, I was there. I got the same thing. Because nice. I got that. I think we, my dad got, like, a koozie. And we got, like, like hand towels. It's all handed out. All, like, little plastic footballs and stuff. I had all that stuff. Yeah, but I remember that, too, man. I had the same thing. Uh, but I was a Seahawks fan already, so I was I like, "I think it was nice." Yeah, it was nice. I was a Seahawks. I, it was the heaviest slammer I think I had. But uh, like I said, I was a Seahawks fan, and I still am. Uh, so like, I was like, "Oh, this is cool," and just kind of retired it to my bag. I was like, "I'm not playing with the Panthers thing." And so, but like I said, I, I think I gave. Well, my- I never, I never really had, I never really had an NFL team, so I was good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it's, it's sad though, because I, I think that's one of the things back when I first moved out into my own apartment that I kind of like sacrificed to goodwill was my giant bag of pogs. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately those are, those are literally only in memory for me. So, but yeah, my number three is pogs. Well, another thing with pogs, I'm sorry. No uh, <laughs> uh, target just recently put out those sets and I did get all of them for my son. And, uh, oh, yeah. there's, well, well, what They're was, still fun. What were they of? Just like random pogs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, there's nothing. I don't think they had any license or anything. It's just okay. like, hey, look, 90s toys. Nice. But, yeah, anyways. Yeah, I think I remember you talking about that, y'all, about the whole like, set to play. Didn't he? I thought he brought, I think he brought them to your house one day. 
That sound, yeah, I think he did. Him and Milo played with him. Yep. Right on. So, anyways. Yeah, three. Number three, Pogs. Uh, all right. So, uh, my number three, and uh, I don't know if this one's going to be on your list. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about it, but uh, Tech Deck. No, not on my list, but I did love Tech Decks. I still love Tech Deck. Oh, I know um, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it's uh, apparently it started out as a homemade toy in the 60s and then eventually in the 80s it was marketed as a keychain in like skate shops so so it's been around a long time just not used as how we use it today um and then uh in the 90s uh canadian toy maker spin master was the one that introduced them as tech decks and you know with all the licensing you know birdhouse hookup um world industries you know stuff like that hey, all your they were the ones, yeah they were the ones that got all the license which that that was the coolest part to me was once again i didn't see a commercial i just walked in walmart with my mom because my mom loved walmart we went every day for no reason <laughs> i swear to god i'm not kidding broke walking into walmart no reason but uh we went in and they had these little bitty skateboards with like a brand name because i was when I was a kid, I was into skateboarding, but I, my mom or my dad never bought me, like, a real skateboard. I always got the Walmart little $15 skateboard, you know? Right. And I got picked on. But, so, you know, seeing these little fingerboards that were brand name, I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. This is my way. This is my way into the cool ca- uh, cool crowd. <laughs> so my first one was a birdhouse, and I still got it today. Hell, Yeah. I bought it and I took it to school. Like, hey, I'm gonna be the only kid in school with this. But nope, there was one other kid. His name was Devin, and uh, we played with our tech decks at school. And day one, both got them taken away. That sounds about right. Oh yeah, but then, you know, once they took our tech decks away, you know what we did? We just broke a pencil into three parts and we fingered our pencils. Wait, what? Um, I meant um. So, so are upper, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, childhood toys. So, uh, yeah. So tech decks. So yeah, I, I had a couple. Of, only I only had like a couple of tech decks, um, and I did love them, but I wasn't any good with them. But like you, I did skateboard as well. Like I had a couple of uh, cheap like Walmart skateboards, and then uh, my a buddy of mine who, who uh, named Joey, who was a Richard kid, he had like an old board he didn't want, and he let me have his old board, but it ended up breaking. And then uh, for Christmas one year, my dad, my big present, my dad actually went and got me a legit Jeremy Klein birdhouse uh, skateboard made for me, and I I rode that thing until it, it was like raw, and like that's when I that's the board on which I hurt myself very badly on, and uh, it kind of like scared me away from skateboarding ever since now i can't even get on one but i ended up giving that board to my buddy joe and uh because he actually actively skateboarded and he was much better than i was so uh i gave it to him and i think he ended up thrashing the board but <laughs> but uh because i i had to ask my dad i was like hey can i give this board to him he's like because my dad paid a lot of money for it i was like he goes after i got hurt though i think my dad was kind of just like happy for me to get rid of it so i didn't yeah. hurt myself again because it was much more expensive to go to the hospital than it was for me to just give away the skateboard oh my dad was super against me having the skateboard <laughs> so yeah because i think it's i don't think they care that you skateboard i think they just cared that the hospital bills 
because mm-hmm. exactly I, I busted i mean i busted the back of my head wide open skateboarding like i had to get staples in the back of my head my dad was he worked third shift so like we uh me and my buddy were skateboarding and like we were just doing a bunch of random stuff and i was trying to lay in tricks i lay in tricks into this like gravel pit and the board went out in front of my feet like a like a cartoon slipping on a banana and my head just went boom and bounced right off the pavement and i'm just gushing blood and we go inside and my buddy goes to wake my dad up and he goes uh paul needs you he goes he goes he can't wait till i get up he goes he's bleeding pretty badly he said oh my god it just got up and i'm like leaning over the bathtub just gushing blood so that was good times uh but yeah, well, te- the, only, the only injury I can report from Tech Deck was I was, you know, I, <laughs> I was I was doing a kickflip off of a like a stair type ramp. You know, I, I had the sets too. Yeah. And when I landed it, my bone came completely out of my finger. And I'm just kidding. I've never had any injuries from Tech Deck. <laughs> and <laughs> Atlas got really into Tech Decks too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He still and he's that's one of his toys. He still pulls out occasionally and. Uh, goes to town on he's, and uh, he's literally just mini you yeah he is well i force him to be well that's what that's your job as a parent right that's what parents do um <laughs> but yeah these the tech decks came out here uh which was you know 1998 so during that time not only was i obsessed over tech decks i was obsessed over pokemon toys so i'm i need to apologize to my mom oh yeah I really do, because I'm sure I was annoying as piss. Well, every kid, man. Every kid, because it was the same thing for me with, like, especially when when my number two came out, I'll get to it. But, like, a lot of that stuff, like, every time we were at the store, I'm like, I need this. I need this. Mm-hmm. I want this. I need this. You have no idea how much this will complete my life if I, exactly. if I get this. So, especially when I was in the summertime. Like when I would stay with my grandparents, and I love my grandmother, but you know I'm the oldest grandchild, so I was the first grandbaby, so I was spoiled by her. So like every time we were down there, I'd be like, we'd be at, we didn't go to Walmart often because she lived so far from Walmart. But like whenever we go into town, like uh, that's what she called it, go into town to Walmart. I'd try to I'd beg and beg and beg and beg and beg until I got whatever toy it was I was begging for all the way out. So. I played it smart though. I knew if I, w- I was the only grandchild there I, with her, I could get one. But if there was yeah. three of us, I didn't bother asking because I knew she wasn't going to buy one for all three of us. <laughs> so just had to play had to play my cards smart. Or I give her a well, couple. I was, Go ahead. I was like the middle. I was in like the middle ground. Of my grandma I was like forty eight grandchildren. So yeah, uh, yeah. See, we my grandma only had five. We only had five of us. But like. I remember, like, I remember distinctly one time we were at Walmart and my mom was down there with us. And it was me, my mom, my sister, and my grandma. We were all at Walmart and my mom and my sister kind of wandered off. And I kind of, I was just biding my time till we got close to the toys. And I, my mom was in front of us and I kind of grabbed my grandma and pulled her over to the toy, toy aisle. And I said, I really want to get this toy right here. She said, well, whatever one you want, just put it in the buggy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so we get up front to buy a toy, and my, and my sister's like, why does he get a toy? She's like, he's like, well, I didn't know you wanted anything. He asked for it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> sucker. Uh, Got to play your cards, man. Exactly. But, yeah, anyway, tech decks. So, uh, yeah, uh, my number three is tech deck. Uh, loved them as a kid. Still love them as an adult. Anything I can do tricks with my hands, I'm about it. Yeah. So yeah, they still exist too. Um, so people can still buy them. 
Yeah, but see, I thought for a while they were going to go away because they did. But no, they just keep randomly showing back up. And right? like places will restock them randomly. And so I don't think it's going to go away. Nah, I mean, they're cheap. They're cheap to make, yeah. So. Yeah, they're cheap, you know, and fun. Yeah, they always stuff like that always makes a comeback because skateboarding still exists. It's just whenever skateboarding makes a comeback, I bet you they'll release a whole bunch of them when Skate and Tony the Tony Hawk games come out. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. Because people like us will be the ones that go and buy them. So, right on. So your number three, Tech Deck. Tech Deck. Okay. So we're gonna move on to my number two. So this one, uh, number this number two was probably my first big toy obsession. So, uh, like this particular series uh my number two is the teenage mutant ninja turtle ninja shooter michelangelo uh i was obsessed with turtle toys and this was uh this not this one specifically but uh the story i just told you about my grandma i took her to the turtle aisle and i wanted this turtle toy i got this like beach Raphael, it like <laughs> like a beach uh shirt on and stuff like that like because mm-hmm. that was the thing with the turtle toys is just like they would have so many different themed things like oh, oh man they had so many themes like they had the samurai theme which i had the samurai leo uh they had which i think i still have it actually no i think that's i i just gave vic a whole big bag of turtle toys for leo his his son um just because milo was over him and mm-hmm. so we just gave a bunch of turtle, but there's a cu- handful I kept, and uh, uh, I think I pretty. Sh- Hold on, let me double check. Let me turn around. And look, I don't know where it is, but uh, <laughs> I kept. Uh, I wanted to keep the Michelangelo Ninja Shooter. I hope I kept it. I hope I didn't accidentally put it in that bag. Oh, now I'm starting to panic. Uh, is it the one that shoots? It shoots the pizza disc. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that set. Yeah. So. Uh, my favorite character when I was a kid was Michelangelo because he was goofy and fun. Now, as an adult, he's not my favorite character anymore. That's uh, Raphael. But uh, I always kind of like Raphael. Yeah, the leader. <laughs> uh, the uh, But Michelangelo when I was a kid because I was like, ah, oh, he's funny. He's goofy. That's why I like him. You know, but uh, th- it, this figure, I loved this figure because it was – the one I had a bunch of the turtle figures. I never had any of the bigger, bigger stuff like the van or anything like that because it was always too expensive. So it was easier just to convince them to buy me a six dollar action figure every now and then. So, but this one was so much fun because you put these little tiny plastic pizza disc in his back. You would squeeze his arm and it would launch them. I mean, it would launch them damn things. And uh, I've only got one pizza disc left. <laughs> I think it came with three, uh, but I'm down to one. And I gave it to Milo several years ago because he loved turtles for a while and uh that, it had all three discs and he lost two of them but i still had one of them but like i said i was obsessed with the whole turtle line i think i was i was just in the right generation for turtles and a right age bracket for turtles and i just collected so many because there was every time i go to the store every time i turn on a commercial there was a new turtle line and i was like oh i need these i need these um but uh this one specific. They don't do toys like that anymore. No, they don't, man. Like just like brand new waves. Like turtles still. They did it for a while, remember? Because they had the wrestling turtles, the like Frankenstein, like the Halloween turtles. They did, oh, all, yeah. they did all those very relatively recently. But yeah, um, but they were collectors. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. talking about ones with you know a little eight dollar tag on it, not a twenty something dollar. <laughs> what? No, the, the turtle toys are still like nine bucks. Even those are. Yeah, I'm talking about the the wrestling, like the John Cena one. No, those are twenty. Oh, those are twenty. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, because I know the regular turtle toys are still pretty cheap. They're actually probably the cheapest toys you can get at, the, at Walmart or like the turtle. Well, you know, those were aimed towards grown ups. Yeah, it's true. They knew exactly who wanted those. They yeah, they collect them. Yeah. Uh, so the turtles toys are made by Playmates. This specific line came out in '93. So uh, Playmates, like I mentioned before, also made the Ronin Warriors toys that I collected. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this I think this is one of the later later lines because I think turtles. Ended in ninety five, maybe ninety four, somewhere around there. This the original TMNT. So this was one of the last toy lines that you could tell because it's starting to get weird. Like the designs started to get weird and stuff like that. But I, I just I love it. Was such a toyetic show and like you could get so creative with it because the show itself is so outlandish. So I, I mean, I had a giant, giant bag of those toys. Um, most of them were in really bad condition and stuff, and I traded them in a toy fed, and he actually gave me a good amount of money for it, uh, for a bunch of toys that were like missing parts and stuff like that. But uh, hindsight, I kind of wish I, you know, I would have taken better care of all of them because I'd still have them if I did. But yeah, but I loved this toy. I was obsessed with turtles. Uh, uh, like I said, miraculously, until about four years ago, I maintained all three of those pizza discs for twenty five years. So. I, I applaud I applaud childhood me for keeping I was uh, keeping up with all that stuff, but uh, yeah I, that I, that is that is the one toy that sticks out to me that was one that was probably from my you know my favorite Ninja Turtle toy yeah because like I said it did something extra it wasn't just like the figure holding swords or nin, uh, nunchucks or whatever it actually the, had well, a the, the vehicle for that line did the same thing too right it, it did a piece of it, it shot it out of the top of the the shell yeah. and yeah so. Uh, which I wanted that too, but obviously I didn't get that. But yeah. uh, but yeah. So like I said, I could talk about turtle toy. I could do a top five turtles toys, but uh, this one was my favorite and the one that st- sticks out in my head the most that I played with a ton. So um, excuse me. My number two is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Michelangelo from the Ninja Shooter toy line. So all right, excellent. All right, so my number two, I kind of had an internal conflict with myself. And, you know, it was just a night, a sleepless night of crime. <laughs> and, you know, just a battle of which one I'm going to put on it here. But I decided to go with the Yomago Brain. Okay, I knew you were going to put yo-yos on here somewhere. As opposed to the Duncan. Right. All right, now, I do love the Duncan, but the Yomago Brain was a futuristic yo-yo at the time and you know and i wasn't a, i wasn't an experienced yo-yoer like i am now you know basically a professional basically uh the yo-yo brain was a yo-yo with a brain and what it did is it would sleep for a long time and it had an automatic return which is cheating but when you're a kid you're like that's, that's awesome yeah, it allows, um, you, allows you to give you time to learn tricks and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, like rock the cradle. It gives you time to walk the dog and do the motorcycle and stuff like that. But it was still cheating. Um, but it was founded in 1983. And then the uh, the yo-yo itself came out in 1984, which I didn't know that. I thought it was fairly new. And uh, what it was, um, it was based on a... Uh, design a mechanical design from michael caffrey so him his sister joyce and alan uh alan amaral i think that's his last name 
they those three came up with a design and they made the yo-yo in Alan's basement. So that's where it started. Um, but like I said, I didn't notice the yo-yo until the nineties. So, and I had nobody else telling me otherwise that it was old. So I thought it was a new thing. Well, there you go. I had a, I, I actually had that yo-yo as well. I think I had a bright, like a, it was like a opaque yellow one. Cause oh, I, yeah, yeah. like when we were, I think I said I was in middle school. I think when yo-yos really started getting really popular. Yeah, because I was in I was in fourth grade. Yep, so sixth I, grade sounds dad, exactly right. I mean, see, my dad was he was in, my dad was a Duncan guy. Like, nope, this is a yo-yo. Blah 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 blah. But dad, this one sleeps, and, every, and, and everybody comes it. back. Yeah, all the rich kids have it, and so, you know it was like a fifteen dollar yo-yo, and parents aren't paying that, but. Me and my mom went to um, uh, Pigeon Forge. Pigeon, Pigeon Forge. And I saw a brain there, and my mom got it for me because it was vacation. Vacation money's different. Yeah, vacation's completely different. All rules are out the window. Yeah, so, you know, I don't want a souvenir. I don't want a you know shot glass that says Pigeon Forge. I want a brain yo-yo. Boom. And I got I got one. And so, and I still today have, uh, I think I got a couple brains. You know, today they're not my favorite yo-yo because. Well, you have like fifty bet, yo-yos. I'm, well, yeah, well, yeah, and you know, I don't need one that returns automatically. But as a kid, that it stayed on me. It stayed on. I, you know, I carried that motherfucking thing on me. Oh, you said the word. I dropped one. Yep. On the you childhood. Know what? On the childhood toys. Uh, uh, uh episode. You're right. All You're right. Well, you know what. My bad. But yeah, also, as opposed to the Omega Fire, or uh, not Fireball, um, Brain. No alert. I did, I did really like the Omega Fireball as well, which was just a speed yo-yo. It didn't have automatic return. It was more of a professional yo-yo, and that thing was fast as hell. Man, come on! Somebody, <laughs> somebody cares. No, I, dude, I loved you. I loved yo-yos at that time too, man. Like I, I had that. I had the brand. I think I got it for Christmas in my stocking one year. Um, but I loved. It. Yeah, I was obsessed with them too when I was in sixth grade because like it, they, you know, just like they everything, they, they made a comeback. Yeah. yeah, they made a comeback. Yeah. And I was really into it. And then, you know, just like everything else, it, to me, it was a fad, and I wasn't very good at it. So that's I was like, it made it easy for me to move on from it. You know, so. Uh, well, you, you know, it did it did die with me, but then I got a little older and uh, screw this, I don't, and that, you know, I picked my yo-yos out and I can still only play with the fireball. I'm like, I don't need this one; it returns automatically. I know how to make it return. I know how to do my tricks without the brain in it. But and then you know, as I got older again and started making money, money. That's when I started spending you know hundreds of dollars on yo-yos. Yeah, a lot of money. Uh, a on lot your, of on, money. Your, on your Joy Division, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, that one wasn't about the most expensive one I got was $130. Hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't a Yomega brand, that's for sure. Look, people collect weirder things than yo-yos, okay? So that's true. At least people yo-yos spend hundred of dollars on things that kill people, but whatever. There you go. So at least yo-yos have a uh, you know a pastime function. Like you know you can sit and play with them and actually have fun with them and put them right back, mm-hmm. and they're still just as they're worth the same amount. That one, exactly. you, the one you got recently, they had that cute little carrying case, or whatever. That thing was 
That was nice. Oh, yeah, that was the Joy Division one. Yeah, okay, yeah, that, that, that was cute. Yeah. Well, they don't call it Joy Division. Everybody just stole that design, but to me, it's Joy Division. Yeah, it's Joy Division. That's the whole reason you got it. So that, That's the only reason I got it. Yeah. It's not that even good of a yo-yo. <laughs> it just looks cute. Yeah, it just looks cute. Right. So, yeah, my number two is the Yo-Mega Brain. The Yo-Mega Brains. All Sorry, right. Dad. Sorry, Dad. It's not the Duncan Imperial, but... It is what it is. It is what it is. All right, on. So, now we are getting to the part of our show where we're going to give you... Our honorable mentions. And these are the toys that still stuck in our memory, but, you know, didn't quite stay with us as well as some of the other ones that are on our list. So, mm-hmm. um, since I started, I'm going to go ahead and go first. Um, my first one is, uh, one I actually got a ton of use out of. Um, but, uh, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's not a whole lot of like emotional, like attachment to it. It's just something I use. I played with a lot just because it was easier as a smaller kid, but that is the, uh, the nerf vortex football. Uh, Go ahead and stop you. Yeah. That's on mine, too. It's on your honorable mentions? Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, so for those who don't know, I don't know which version you had, but I had the, the purple one that had the arrow tail on it. Yeah, and that had, like, the little whistle, right? Yeah, you go. Yep. Dude, me and my neighbors, like, uh, we used to throw that. Because, you know, being a smaller kid, like, I could grip that thing and I could throw it super far. And just, yeah, just feel like a actual athlete. Like a real man. <laughs> Like an actual man. Like would I, not be one, but feel I, like it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like whenever we would play football outside, that, that, I also had another Nerf one that had the uh, um, the plastic water ring in the middle that kind of was mm. supposed to make you spiral it. But the, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the bright orange one? Uh, yeah, well, mine was purple with a yellow ring in the middle. They had a bunch of different colors. But yeah, okay, it, okay. it was like a really soft foam uh, one, yeah. like squishy, and it had the a plastic watering, so it would spiral. Uh, but like you know, just like at most '90s toys, the water evaporated in it, like so it had like half the ring. So when you throw it, it just wobble in the air. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have a bunch of Nerf footballs, man. I love Nerf footballs. I still- uh, that was mine and my dad's favorite thing to do right after school: go throw them Nerf football. Oh yeah, I me, mean, my dad threw all the time too. And I have, uh, I have a whole bunch of them. Like I. I, I I got a one of the small junior regular footballs a couple of years ago to throw a Milo, but I realized it was just too because it feels like a real football, so it's hard. But mm-hmm. he'll throw the Nerf football out there with me, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, that uh, the Nerf vertex, uh, ver- vertex, the Nerf vertex, uh, <laughs> Nerf vortex, <laughs> Nerf vortex football is uh, one of my honorable mentions. And my other one, honestly, it's the most expensive toy I probably ever had as a kid, uh, and that is the Red Dragon Thunder Zord. From Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, oh yeah, the made by Bandai, uh, nineteen ninety four from MMPR. It you know it turned into the Red Dragon and it would you know stand up into the Red Dragon Thunder Zord. Uh, my grandma bought that for me. Uh, I got that for my birthday though. Um, I love that damn thing. But the pieces didn't even make it back from Florida that summer, like because it was so cheaply made. It's Bandai, like like it was a real expensive big toy and i think by the end of the summer the only thing i had left were like was the head i still have oh i i think i i sent it to uh vic but I, all i have left was the little red head like the dragon head like i i it's just because it came it felt it would fall apart because when it was in the dragon mode like the like the tail would break off and it was so cheap man 
it was like fifty dollar toy and it, it was made for like ten cent. Mm-hmm. But I, it just sticks out in my head because it was the first time I'd ever, the only time I ever got a Zord as a kid. Yeah, because I just remember I wanted one so bad. There were a lot of really big toys I wanted as a kid, like you know the the Ghostbusters proton packs, all the vehicles for turtles and. Uh, just a bunch of big stuff that I just never got because it was too expensive. So I ended up just getting just the action figures. So, uh, but yeah, those are my two honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, well, you already know one of mine. Yep. And uh, the other one is you mentioned earlier, uh, Ninja Turtles. And the reason they're on my honorable mention, I, I mean, I'm not specific about it, but there's a ton of pictures of me with nothing but Ninja Turtle stuff. Right, and I, I do vaguely remember it, but you know, according to my mom, that was my life. You know, at five years old and so forth. So I could not mention it because that was a big part of my life. I just don't really remember it. Right. So yeah, Ninja Turtles, and you know, I do remember the pizza shooter. So I guess I'll you know I'll go with that one. Cause... Okay, cool. So we'll have some cross two crossovers. Yeah. <laughs> right on. That Nerf football, though, I like that. I like that crossover. That's good. Yeah, man, it's very specific. That's that's crazy. We had a very specific. That one is an actual specific. Oh crossover. yeah, dude, I, I, I could I couldn't leave it out, dude, because that that was a big part of my childhood. Was them Nerf footballs. They still make them. I just never see them at the stores. Like I yeah, I don't either. Because uh, I looked them up online. You can still buy them like on Amazon and stuff. Uh, well, you know, I you know when I was looking up information, I want to get that uh, Koosh, uh John Elway football. Did you uh, see that? Uh uh-uh. uh. I I need to get it. That that's the thing is like, it's on it's on eBay. <laughs> like Nerf was so huge when we were kids. Like there was a whole aisle of just Nerf guns and stuff like that. And I was like, I remember and Super Soakers. Remember how popular uh, Nerf Super Soakers were? Oh like, yes. I wanted like, all Super Soaker two thousand. Yeah, dude. I, I wanted that stuff so bad. Instead, I just got like the handgun ones because <laughs> oh, yeah. they were like, family dollar. Yeah, the ones like yeah, they're like five dollars. <laughs> uh, but like, I wanted so many Nerf guns. Like, I had a couple little small hand gun nerf guns the cheaper ones but man i wanted those big ones that had like the clips and it go da, 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 shoot the arrows and stuff <laughs> well you know when i got let's see this was back in 2012 uh i i got back into collecting nerf guns because like you know what i make my own money now nobody's gonna tell me what to do and so i did buy a hundred dollar nerf gun the one that had the automatic clip and everything and did nothing with it because what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Milo's got one that has the automatic clip in it, but it's like one of the off-brand ones, yeah. uh, which is the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, because they're so dangerous and they break everything, and he, I don't want to put his sister's eye out. It just sits out in the garage. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah the whole idea of Nerf is really cool, but, like, you know, so unsafe to let your kids play outside anymore because that's where mm-hmm. you played with them was outside. But, like, but yeah, anyway, Nerf was cool. Um, Nerf or nothing. Nerf or nothing, baby. Uh, I remember uh, the old SNL skit, the Nerf crotch bat. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was back when Chris, uh, Chris Farley and all that were still on there. They, they did like this little fake commercial for the Nerf crotch bat. It was just a big foam bat, and they were walking around just nailing people <laughs> in the nuts with it. <laughs> yeah, few people know Just YouTube Nerf crotch bat. It's a pretty funny skit. Uh, anyway, so yeah, those were our honorable mentions. So now we are getting down to our number one. The top one. <laughs> the top one. So my number one isn't one that necessarily had longevity for me. Matter of fact, I don't have these toys at all anymore. But these toys were the thing that I was the, I, I can remember vividly. I was the most obsessed with out of any toy that I've ever bought or ever chased 
and this was also something to collect. My number one is spin fighters. Uh, for those who don't know what spin fighters are, because they don't exist anymore, uh, they are these little metal tops uh, that had images, like these holographic images or whatever, on top. Uh, and it had a whole bunch of series that you could get. Um, Including Fire Rangers. Which is why I was obsessed with them. Uh, they came out in the early to mid-90s. They ended. They stopped making them in 97. So they were these little battle tops. They actually had a shooter gun that you could shoot them and they would spin. I never had the gun. I just collected mm-hmm. the tops. They came in two packs. Because I remember we would bring – I was in fourth grade. I remember this vividly, Miss A.W. Thompson's class. Like at everybody, all the boys in my class would collect them, every single one of them. And they were cheap. So my parents didn't have a problem buying them for me. And they would come in two packs. I don't want to say the Mighty Morphin series. They were two waves, and there were at least 60 different tops. And they had different characters on top. My prized possession, though, was the two-pack that came with Eye Guy and the Dragon Zord. I had the Dragon Zord, and I had the Green Ranger as well. But like, because uh, the Green Ranger was my favorite Ranger, I was obsessed with those. And I remember they had like these limited edition ones that, because they were gold, like these gold metal, like spindly looking tops with images. And they had like limited edition ones that were like platinum, like ones that you had to find, and they were so hard to find. But I remember Kmart is the one that had. For those who don't know, Kmart was a store that was similar to Walmart when we were kids. Uh, the Big K. The Big K. Uh, the Blue Light Special. They. Uh, but I was obsessed with collecting. Every time we, my mom took me to Kmart, uh, I was like, I've got to get – because I remember this was after my parents' divorce. Like, So my mom would take it – would go to – that's where she did a lot of her shopping. Uh, it was at Kmart instead of Walmart because she lived close to one. And uh, so every time we were there, I would beg and beg and beg for a two-pack of these. And I, I got to the point where I think I had about 30 or 30 or 40 of them. I had a lot of them. Uh almost all of mine were power rangers they had some generic ones uh but the two big series that they made that i remember correctly were, were i had a ton of power rangers ones and wwe it was wwf back then but like uh they had wwf uh spinner uh spin fighters too but i only had a handful of those i think i had like a stone cold one and a couple other ones that i remember but uh it was mostly it was the Power Rangers because that's what everybody collected at school. I think I got like the ones I got that were WWE. I think I got just because my mom saw they were spin fighters and just bought them for me. Mm. But I, like I said, I was obsessed, obsessed. And to this day, I don't know what happened to those. They were probably one of those that just uh, ended up getting goodwilled by my dad after I moved out. Like, but I had a ton of them. They're not worth anything, honestly. You can still buy them for pretty cheap on eBay in package. Um, yeah, I know Toy Toy Fed has some. Yeah, so, uh, I, you know, I, I, I should go up there and buy them. <laughs> Just like, give me all your damn spin fighters. Yeah, I, <laughs> and, see, I never had any, so they don't. I don't have any connection with them at all. Dude, yeah, you would have been in second grade, right? So, like, when I was collecting them. So, like, you might have been just a little too young to be interested in, you know, a hard metal battle tops. That's the thing. It's like I never used them to battle. I just collected them. And I, yeah, but, so, they were, so they were Beyblades before Beyblades. Exactly. Much more dangerous Beyblades because they were literally like thick, hard metal. <laughs> like You put your finger mm-hmm. down there, you could get some serious injuries if you were spinning them. But I don't know anybody who actually had the spinner gun. Like we, I just had, you know, and ironically, even though I was collecting them, I still took them out of package. So because you're a kid, right? You got to take them out of package. Because I remember I just, mm-hmm. I would, you know, take a handful of them every day, put them in my book bag, and we'd all be sitting at the desk. Like, Look which one I got. Look which one I got today or whatever. But I loved those spin fighters. Uh, you could probably find commercials for those too. 
if you just look up Power Rangers Spin Fighters. For some reason in my head, I thought they were VR Troopers ones because uh, for some reason I feel like there were. But uh, I looked it up. There were not. There were not any ones that were VR Troopers. So I don't know what I was thinking when it came to VR Troopers. I'm thinking of probably Pogs, uh, which was another obsession right around the same time for me. So, um, But because I also thought they were uh, – uh, common Rider, well, Master Rider. There might have actually been a Master Rider figure because he was on the MMPR, the actual show. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't remember. But for some reason, I just remember having a couple of the VR Trooper characters. But maybe they snuck them into the series. I can look up to the details because they were all made by Saban. So, um, but yeah, my number one is Spin Fighters. That is an obscure number one, dude. I was obsessed, man. Like I said, they didn't carry over. Obviously, it wouldn't make my current one of all the stuff I collect, but like I, I, I just have so many vivid memories of being obsessed with getting all those, all those damn things, man. Like, and the thing is, like I never played with them as much. Like I would spin them every now and again at my house. It was just more like I had to have them. And I think that's where mm-hmm. my real, my real collector side of my brain started to function. It was then I was like, okay, I, and that's you know, then Beanie Babies and then like cards and just now like uh hot wheels and stuff like that was another thing i got into that i collected a lot of but then action figures and funko pops obviously you know is my obsession now but but anywho yeah number one spin fighters all right well uh do you want to take a stab at my number one just think about is it hot wheels it's hot wheels yeah yeah um mattel 1968 that's uh when they were born uh, and they're created by a guy named Elliot Handler. What year did you say? They, uh, 1968. 68, okay. Yeah, you were like seven, I believe. Uh, yeah, I was roughly seven. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they started off with <laughs> like six, 16 castings. And I don't have any one of those because they're worth a ton of money. Um, Hot Wheels have been in my life forever. As far as I can remember, I've always got Hot Wheels. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, me and my mom went to Walmart every single day so i'd always pull the um can can you just get me a hot wheel that's that's all i want and then we'd leave and i'd have you know a poking pokeball blaster but anyways uh, <laughs> i had at least a million hot wheels yeah because they were really affordable they were uh, they were affordable and there were so many different ones oh yeah and you know especially in the 90s i mean you know you know like with the shark one and stuff like that oh i had but, that um, one i still have that one somewhere i think i you know i still got a I still got my collection of Hot Wheels. Not, not nowhere near as much as I had when I was a kid. But what I used to do back in the day was because you know I I grew up. My dad was really into classic cars, right? So we would go to car shows every week because my dad had classic cars. So we would take him to car shows. So I was naturally just in the cars. I mean, I had cassettes of car shows, and you know, just you know, shit like that. So. I had Hot Wheels, so what I would do, how I would play, was I would set my Hot Wheels up like it was a car show. That sounds boring, but that's just what I did. <laughs> and and if I wasn't doing that, I I also had monster trucks, so I would take my Hot Wheels and I would smash them and make my dad mad. So oh. I would s- smash the roofs in and blah, 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 and my dad would come throw these cars away, and he'd always, till this day... He he, you know he jokes about yeah. You'd always cry about the smashed up cars I would throw away. I'm like, because those were important. Yeah. I smashed them up for a reason. Those are my demolition it's, cars. 
Exactly. Those are still playable. They had a in functionality. Fact, those, yeah, exactly. Those were actually the most ones I did play with because I took time to smash them. <laughs> That's Don't detail. Throw them away. It's detail. Don't throw them away. Anyways, yeah. um, go ahead. I would say I also collected Hot Wheels um, and Matchbox. Uh, and I had like, like the ones that I uh, liked the most, I, I kept in box and uh, collected all of them. But then I'd have some out of box and play with them. But it was like, it was probably about six, about a six months to a year where I really liked them a lot. And then it got to the point where my dad was more obsessed with just collecting them for me. Like he just all the time would just come with. I'm home with tons of new cars for me from Walmart or whatever. That's the way my mom was. Yeah. As like not, my my dad would bring it home. I'd be like, cool. You know, like I, like because I remember when they uh, Hot Wheels did the, uh, um, they did the NASCAR run for McDonald's Happy Meal toys, and mm-hmm. my dad collected all those for me. But I think my dad was just more obsessed with collecting them for me. Like I because I, I wasn't wasn't in a NASCAR like I never was, and so like I was just like, oh, this is cool. Um, only thing I remember is distinctly is having Bill Elliott's McDonald's car. That was the one. <laughs> and I remember when they. Oh did, yeah, yeah, that one's iconic. And that's back when they were actually still die casting the Happy Meal toys. I think they're all plastic now when they do them now. But oh yeah. But uh, yeah, like like I ended up with a ton of them as an adult uh, because my dad just kept them all, even though like he, he kept collecting them for me. So you know, over the years, I just I gave some to my nephew. Milo got a ton of them. You know, I just used them as gifts. And I think I still have a bag of them outside, like, but not very many left uh, uh, out of box and in box. So, but well, see, Atlas got into it for a little bit, and then I started doing the same thing as your dad. So, like, every any kind of special occasion, I would get him about ten Hot Wheels. Till it got to a point where he, like, one time I, you know, he opened up a stock and went, "Oh, cool Hot Wheels." I went, "Well, I guess I need to stop." <laughs> this is more about <laughs> me than it is about him. Yeah, because so. he does not he does not give a shit. About I think every parent does that. Like they see a kid, your kid gets obsessed with something that you love. So you just go yeah. way overboard until, and you don't realize that they've given up on it. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I should probably just stop now. Yeah, this is sad for me. <laughs> so yeah, my, my number one's hot wheels. I, you know, we made this list. That was the first thing I wrote down because it, it was part of my life. No matter what fad was going on yep. during yo-yos, during Pokemon, all you know, during all you know, during one I'll mention because we failed to mention it last episode, but during 1994's uh, Spider-Man animated series, you know, all of that. Yeah, and we didn't fail to mention it in the last episode. Uh, Are you sure? Yep, because I asked you if Spider-Man animated series ever had a soda. Uh, ah. Yep. Good when job. We, you we stuck t- that one in there real good. I did, and you answered it like it was a real question too, and I just let it go. <laughs> yeah, did I, we talk about it in the candy bar episode? Uh, we did. Uh, I can't remember what we talked about. How we? Oh, because t- that was the show I was watching. Yep, that's why that was your honorable. Or your? Uh, All right. Well, there you go. We're still on a roll. Five in a row. So All right, sweet. I did have a bunch of the Spider-Man uh, figures from that show though too. Oh, I did, but I'm saying like even and during and all of the. Yeah, all during all these fads, there was still a constant. And that was Hot Wheels. Exactly. It, like, you know, if we would have done name our top fives, like if we would have guessed them, I would have totally stomped you on this one because I would have had three of your five. <laughs> because I knew you were going to put Power Rangers toy on there. I knew you were going to put Yo-Yos, and I knew you were going to put Hot Wheels. Awesome. So I would have smashed you on this one. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could have guessed any of yours, especially Littlefoot, and then uh, the Spin Tops. I, I I know I, mean, I, I might have got Pogs because we've talked about it. Yeah, and you might have got like 
Oh, you probably would have got I might have got Ronin Warriors, too, yeah. because you, you talk about that. You probably could have guessed Turtles, too, more than likely. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, Spin Fighters. I know me and Vic talk about Spin Fighters all the time. But, yeah, so real quick, I'm going to run down my top five, and then you can run down yours. So my number five was uh, Littlefoot Plush from Land Before Time. Uh, number four was my Ryo action figure from Ronin Warriors. My number three was Pogs. My number two is uh, the Ninja Shooter Michelangelo from TMNT. And my number one is Spin Fighters. All right. Uh, my number five is Power Rangers Zio Jet Cycles. Uh, number four is Pokeball Blaster. My number three is Tech Deck. Number two is Yo Mega Brain. And my number one is Hot Wheels. Right on. All right. So now we are getting to the part of the show that we call it's the weekly recommendations baby that's right it's time for our weekly recommendations so uh, i had a toss-up on a couple things that i wanted to put on here um because both of them are a little bit older so they're not super relevant but they're new to me Mm -hmm. um but i'm gonna go with uh my recommendation is uh the television show boardwalk empire so it obviously it's been over for several years now, but me and Steph had just recently started it. It's on HBO or any HBO platform you can watch it on. Stars Steve Buscemi um, and a whole bunch of other people. I can't name them off the top of my head, and I apologize. But it's set in the 19, early early nineteen twenties in Atlantic City, uh, New Jersey, uh, about during Prohibition, and it's just about these real life mobster gangster and political figures and it's really really well done and steve buscemi is great in it um it's a it's a drama um but it has a lot of action and suspense in it it's just really well done um if you're into gangster and mobster stuff this this is right up your alley um i think we're almost done with season two now and uh I, i love it so I love I love any kind of show or movie uh, in the 1920s, like the uh, like gangster and jazz era type stuff. I love I love it. So if I'm gonna watch like a period piece, that's my favorite period to watch from. But yeah, mm-hmm. so my honorable mention is bo- an honorable mention. God, uh, is <laughs> my weekly recommendation is um, Boardwalk Empire. Okay, uh, well my weekly honorable recommendation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is uh, is Adventure Time <laughs> Distant Lands the BMO special? Oh, I'm glad I didn't recommend it. That's so good. Oh, God, it was so good. such a damn. Oh my God, it's 45. Or it was like 45 minutes. It's long. 45 minutes. Yep. Yeah, it is so good. If Brilliant. you like Adventure Time, then you'll love this. And it's you know, it's on HBO Max. And granted, that app, it sucks. Yeah, it does. It's going to be straightforward. It's. Uh, I feel like it was. It, it didn't give us a lot of things that it almost kind of hinted towards giving us. You know. Well, they advertised a lot of the stuff, like DC stuff and all the stuff you were going to get, and it had nothing. And so much so, they're actually taking the DC stuff away. I'm kind of pissed mm-hmm. off. About it. But like, this ahead. is this. If you want to pay, the they're doing four specials. This is the only reason I'm keeping it right now. That and the Amy Schumer special. That's the only reason I'm keeping HBO Max. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Adventure Time Distant Lands, BMO special. I can't recommend it enough. It is so good. I might watch it again. The, it's just, it is perfect. The animation is, it, it might be the best animation they've ever done for that series. Oh yeah, it looks like movie quality. You know, like when you go see like, uh, 
Do you know, see, you watch you watch Rugrats on TV, and then you go see it in theater. I don't know if you, you know, for me, I'm like, oh my god, this is so damn good. It looks expensive. Is, yeah, it looks expensive. Yeah, it it, it is so well done. Uh, the story is so well crafted. It is a one off, and we won't tell you. You don't need to see the series to see the show uh, if you haven't finished it. Uh, but I won't tell you why because I don't want to spoil it. But it is, uh-huh. it is so good. And Bimo is my favorite character from Adventure uh-huh. Time. So, uh, like I. I, I loved it so much. The kids were glued to it. It I, like you, I will probably watch it again. I'll probably watch every single one when they come out, and then when they're all over, I'll watch all four together. Uh, uh-huh. That's probably what I'll do. We we found out. Uh, we got an email from AT and T last week uh, because they're getting rid of HBO Go. Uh, that we have HBO Max for free with AT and T. Okay. So I think I think Anya does too. So we uh. Because I, I already paid it for it for this month, uh, but we're gonna once the month cycles up, I'm gonna cancel it and just use the other one, because I'm not gonna keep paying twelve dollars when I know I got it for free, and if uh-huh. I if I want it later, I can just add it again. So I need to remember to do that. But uh, anywho, uh, yeah, I I can't recommend that show enough too, man. Adventure Time, uh, what's Distant Lands? Right, is the it's Distant Lands the BMO special? Distant Lands, yep, the BMO the BMO special, though. Made my special note. And if you, uh, uh-huh. you know, if you don't want, they, I think they have a seven day trial. You can always do a seven day trial if you want to watch it, or yeah. you can uh, do it through more illegal manners if that's the way you would prefer. But it's well worth it. Uh, it's it's awesome. So, uh, we're we're out here just plugging HBO this week. <laughs> plugging HBO. All right, man. So uh, we are to that time again to the end of the show. Um, I want to thank everyone listening to another episode of Objectively Subjective. I'm one of your hosts, Paul Jansen, and you can find me on Instagram at my underscore dad underscore life. Uh, I do have some music projects coming out soon, and I know I keep teasing them, but they are getting really, really close. My solo project and and uh, my old project with my buddy Joe is going to have a new song up very soon as well. So once all that drops, I'll have all that noise for you. Um, uh, probably pl- just play one of them for you at the end of, the, of one of our episodes but uh, you can find our show this podcast on Instagram at objectively subject uh, podcast you can find us on Twitter uh, if you want to even though we don't post on there anymore objectively sub we're on Facebook you can get our podcast on Apple Google Stitcher Spotify uh, please go to Apple if you listen to it on, on Apple. Like, subscribe. Please give us five stars. You can say whatever you want about us and about how collecting toys as an adult is uh, sad. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever you want to say about us, just please give us five stars. It helps the algorithm, and you know, let us get out there to strangers. We appreciate all those people who have been spreading the word for us. Uh, it is helping. The numbers have gone up, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, so and as always, I'm joined by my buddy. Uh, Blake, uh, you can find my art page on Instagram at Blake Allen Art. Uh, I'm plugging that because I just recently did a big four foot painting of 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 an anime girl, <laughs> and I'm probably gonna do another one soon. So, um, but yeah, as far as that's plugging, um, yeah, right on. So, uh, as always, we're gonna send this episode out with some music, but I'm gonna let Blake send us out with that. Okay, uh, today we're going to play the music from my little metal project called Doria, and I just spelled D-O-R-Y, or excuse me, D-O-R-I-Y-A-H. It's lo-fi, 
uh, I record everything on my phone. And it's just me and my buddy Nick. Nick on vocals. I do all the instrumentals. And you can find us on Bandcamp and Apple Music. And uh, here's a song called... Oh, by the way, before we play the song, it does have some language in it, so you know, keep the kids away. This song's called Lethal Enforcer. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>